Hi there and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we will be discussing the UN Sustainable Development Goals, mainly their fourth goal, which focuses on quality education. We will be discussing some key strategies that can help deliver the ambitious targets set forth by the 2030 resolution. But before we dive into that, I would like to give some background information. In 2015, the United Nations General Assembly came up with a resolution known as the 2030 Agenda. This agenda is composed of 17 interlinked goals, known as the Sustainable Development Goals. The Act is basically a universal call to action to put an end to poverty, protect the planet, and ensure that all people enjoy peace and prosperity by the year 2030. The 17 goals are ending poverty, ending hunger, promoting good health and well-being, promoting quality education, promoting gender equality, promoting clean water and sanitation, and promoting affordable and clean energy, as well as decent work and economic growth, strengthening in industry, innovation, and infrastructure, reducing inequalities, and promoting sustainable cities and communities, as well as responsible co consumption and production. Um, it also encourages climate action, addresses life below the water, and life on the land. And finally, peace and justice and strong institutions and partnerships. The goals set forth by the UN are indeed very ambitious. But because all 17 of the Sustainable Development Goals are integrated, meaning action in one area will affect the outcome in the other, these goals are attainable. Through the pledge to leave no one behind, countries have committed to fast-track progress for those furthest behind. This is why the Sustainable Development Goals are designed to bring the world to several life-changing zeros. Their fourth goal, and the topic of our discussion today, focuses on education and aims to ensure inclusive and quality education across the globe. Education plays an important role in achieving many of the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which is why a lot of focus needs to be directed to it. And while considerable progress has been made on education access and participation over the past few years, the UN report reveals that as of 2017, some two 162 million children and youth between the ages of 6 and 17 remain out of school. And more trouble, troublesome, about 750 million adults, two-thirds of whom are women, remained illiterate in 2016. The lack of access to quality education has impacted vulnerable individuals and communities disproportionately. The UN report also reveals that about half of all out-of-school children of primary school age live in conflict-affected areas.
of the global illiterate population lives in Southern Asia, and a quarter live in Sub-Saharan Africa. The situation in Sub-Saharan Africa is particularly dire, and the challenges faced there are acute. In 2018, the region scored the highest rate of -of out-of-school children, at 24%. Interestingly, Sub-Saharan Africa has made the greatest progress in primary school enrollment among all developing regions. But despite this, the non-proficiency rates remain the highest globally, at a staggering 88% of elementary and secondary aged children not being proficient in reading and 84% not being proficient in math. So despite the high enrollment rates, the message is not getting out there. The children are not learning the basics that they need to learn, which um, brings us to a very important question. Is it time that we change the strategies adopted to tackle these issues? educational policy is Patrick Fine, Chief Executive Officer at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Let's hear what he has to say. The current policy agenda was really one that was set in uh, in 1990 at the Jomtian conference in Thailand, and it was the Declaration for Education and All, for all. And and now, 30 years later, that's still really sort of the guiding framework that the international community has been following. And that focused on basic education. That really was about basic education for and basic education for a knowledge economy. If you look at where we are now, we've moved into a post-knowledge economy. And um, uh, Tony Wagner, who's a scholar at at Harvard and has done a lot of work on the idea of the future of work, he, he says we've moved into an innovation economy. But my view is that the policy agenda that we developed 30 years ago for the knowledge economy is not the right policy agenda that we need a, we need to update it and we need a new policy agenda for the post knowledge economy and that that agenda should focus on lifelong learning because that's where the real challenges are going to be and those are not just challenges for advanced economies or affluent societies in fact you can see that there's just a convergence and in fact some poor countries are going they're leapfrogging technologies and in some ways they'll they they can be ahead of us or they may be ahead of of more affluent countries so there's a convergence and that demand for uh, a technology-driven, um, a work-based, placed, uh, um, lifelong learning is, is a discussion that we need to have. So that what that looks like, we haven't really well-defined. We have a very well-defined agenda for basic education. But we don't have, and we haven't had the discussions to inform what that post, that beyond basic education uh, looks like, um, beyond what our current institutions have.
Developing the right policy to address educational challenges requires an in-depth review of each region individually, understanding what type of infrastructure they have and um, the weaknesses as well as the strengths that can be used. For example, in Sub-Saharan Africa, the infrastructure is particularly behind. However, um, despite most households not having access to electricity or internet, it's estimated that more than 60% of the population has mobile phone coverage. Um, Taking that into consideration, um, this suggests that, um, for example, in Sub-Saharan Africa, adopting a policy or a strategy that incorporates um, mobile phones and mobile phone apps um, could be a very successful avenue um, due to the prior, as we said, infrastructure or type of system that is in place. Um, This concludes all we have for today. Thank you for listening and I hope you learned something.